0: I don't know what to expect. If there's anybody I want in the woods with me, it'll be you. Welcome back to another Western Rookie bonus episode brought to you by Go Hunt. If you're listening to this, it is the first Friday of 2024, which means it is officially the start of the 2024 Western hunting research season. So what does that mean? it means that a majority of the tags that are going to be available this fall are going to be drawn in the next couple months. Now, I know that we've already had Idaho and we've already had Alaska. Those applications were in December, but a majority of the states, so every, basically every other western state aside from Idaho and aside from Alaska, has their application coming up in I guess technically the next six months, but a majority of them are in the next three to four months. And so it's an exciting time. If you're trying to get out West hunting this fall, this is when your success starts. If you want to be successful in the fall, the more work you do now in the next few months will have a bigger impact on your success than anything else you can do this the rest of the year, whether it's um, e-scouting, whether it's physical preparedness, having the right tag is the best start to a successful fall hunting. And so that's what this whole bonus series is about. And today's episode, we're just going to talk about research season. You know, what does it mean? How do I do my research? What tools are available to you to help you do your research and pick the right tag for you? So you don't want to miss out. You also don't want to miss out on points. Points. Points are a huge part of getting tags, especially year after year. And there's some states that allow you to buy the point in the fall or throughout the summer, like Montana and Wyoming. There's other states that you have to do an application to get a point, namely Arizona, Colorado, Utah. Um, I think those are the big three. Where it, there might be a couple more where you have to do an app and you, you fill out your application with the preference point hunt code to get a point. So if you miss the deadline, you also miss your chance at a point, which just hurts your next season or a season down the road. So you want to make sure, you know, when the States are coming up that way, if you want to apply for an actual tag, you don't miss that. But also if you just wanted the point, you don't miss that out as well. So a couple of the keys, um, Wyoming archer or Wyoming elk and antelope archery and rifle for non-residents is in January. That's a big one. Um, I believe Arizona's in February, Montana's is usually late March, early April, um, I think Colorado, depends on what species, I think that's also in April, um, May for Wyoming deer, uh, so there's they're going to be all sprinkled out throughout the next few months, but lucky for you, we're going to have a bonus episode coming out before every major state deadline. So if you're staying tuned to the podcast, if you listen regularly, I thank you for that. And you will be uh, made aware of when all of these deadlines are going to be coming out. Cause I will do an episode, whether it's a specific episode for like Wyoming elk, that's a big one that'll have its own bonus episode for some of the other states like California, Oregon, Washington, I might clump a couple of them together just because we don't, I don't have as many people out there that hunt those states, but don't worry. We'll make sure you know when each of the deadlines is coming out. But when it comes to starting a hunt plan, starting to do your research, where do you begin? Well, where I start is I always decide, you know, what kind of hunt do I want to do? Am I looking to do an archery elk hunt? Am I looking for a rifle mule deer hunt? Am I looking for an antelope hunt? I mean, you have to decide namely the species and the weapon you want to use. That will dictate how your research goes from there on. Um, And if you want to use a group, now is the time to pull your group together. Get everyone on a text chain or an email chain. Get everyone on the same page with what animal and what weapon because that's going to dictate. Sometimes it dictates um, units you can apply to with points. Sometimes it dictates the seasons you can hunt. So you got to make sure you know and everyone agrees on the animal and the weapon. Typically, you know, our big, my big western hunt is an archery elk hunt. Our whole group agrees we all want to do the archery elk, and so that right off the bat knows, you know, what types of tags we're applying for, what season we'll be hunting. Typically we're going that third week in September, and then we can start looking at what states and units are options to us. This year is going to be a little bit different. This year me and my wife are going to be doing our first western hunt together, She picked antelope, and I said, let's use a rifle because archery antelope is very hard without ground blinds, and neither one of us want to sit in a ground blind. So we're going to do a rifle antelope for our first hunt. You've heard me talk on the podcast a lot of times that an antelope hunt is a great first western hunt. This is going to be my wife's first western hunt, so it'll be a great choice. So this year's going to be a little bit different. But knowing that, knowing that we want an rifle antelope hunt that starts the basis of our research. So then what happens? Well, next, I'm going to check how many points we have across the West. I've been building points myself in a lot of states. I think I'm up to 93 points across the West. My wife has um, started building some points ever since we started dating pretty seriously and were engaged. I started buying her points in a couple of the key states because I, you know, I knew at one point when she was done with residency and medical school that she was going to want to hunt the west with me. And so I started building points in the key states, Colorado, Montana, Wyoming. I think those are the bread and butter states to build points in. So I'm going to start right there. I'm going to check our points. So I use the go hunt point tracker. It's really nice to keep all of that information in one place. Um, it's just a nice tool, you know, before the point tracker came out, I was just using Google drive, which is a great resource. Um, It's a great resource to use, but the Point Tracker keeps all the information in one spot. And so when I pull up Point Tracker, I have... Let me pull it up right here quick. All right. When I pull up Point Tracker, I have... I just pull it up on my phone because it's easier to keep signed in and use my phone. I have six antelope points in Wyoming I have one in South Dakota I have five in Montana three in Colorado four in Utah two in Nevada three in Arizona so I have points across the whole west but my wife she only has points she has two in Montana one in South Dakota three in Wyoming so that really boils down where we can get a tag so, knowing that, I have six in Wyoming, she's got three in Wyoming, we would have an average of 4.5, that puts us in the greater than four but less than five bucket, and I just have a feeling that's going to be some of our best opportunities in the West for a first hunt. Wyoming is a great state to hunt antelope in, um, lots of lots of antelope in Wyoming, obviously in certain parts this last winter they've had some hardship, but I think we're going to start with Wyoming. So, From there, I've got an idea of what states we could potentially do. It's really coming down with our points to either Montana or Wyoming. So I will go and I will look up the application strategy articles for antelope in both Montana and Wyoming. Now, what I like about these application strategy articles is it gives me all the information I need. So there's a couple key pieces of, of info that I'm looking for. So first off, how's the herd looking in that state? You know, Montana... Probably pretty average. I don't think they got hit quite as hard last winter as some of the other states. Wyoming, very dependent on what units. Um, And so the application strategy article gives you an overview of what the unit's looking like and what the the herd is looking like. The next thing I really like about the application strategy articles is it gives an outlook of what to expect for different point levels. So they've got the low point area, so some states that might be like 0 to 3. They've got a medium point area, maybe four to seven. And then they've got like high points, like eight plus in what to expect. And then they kind of give you some information. And so, you know, knowing that we would be in that 4.5 range, I'm going to look at the middle point bracket and say, what should we expect if we're going into the draw with four to five points? You know, what kind of units might be there? What kind of hunt maybe that would look like? You know, it depends on it all comes down to how many points you have on what tag you're going to get, but that's a great place to start. So then I'd take a look. So I'll take a look at Montana and Wyoming and a little spoiler alert. I've already done this for both states. I've already researched both states. So I know that we're going to be applying for Wyoming. So then I'll take the findings for that. And obviously when you do your research, that might change, but I'm going to take those findings I'm going to go over. And I personally really like using the filtering 2.0 tool to find a unit. So I'll go over there. I'll grab Filtering 2.0 in the Insider Service. I'm going to click Wyoming. I'm going to click Antelope. Obviously, I'm not going to tell everyone what unit I'm applying to because I don't want to wreck a unit. That's a very real thing. But when I get here, I can set our residency. I'm going to set non-resident. We're going to do the regular application in Wyoming. Um, First choice, let's just say four points to be conservative. And I'm going to say I want to look at units that I should have 100% draw odds because I don't, you know, want to be risking not drawing. So there's a whole handful of them. Um, There's a handful of units that we could go to. And so I'm going to search through these units, and there's a couple things that I like to look for when I'm picking a unit. Number one, public land availability. Our style of hunting, the hunting that me and my family and our group typically does is public land hunting. We don't typically ask for permission. I know my brother has done a couple hunts where he's gotten permission on private land for antelope hunting, but typically we don't ask for permission. Um, We don't lease or do any type of short-term leasing on private land, so we're looking for public land. So that means I want a unit that has good public land availability, and so the each unit has a percentage of public land. That might be 20%. It might be 100%. Um, but you want to look at that. And, and just because a unit only has 20% public land doesn't mean it doesn't have available public land. And maybe just because a unit has 65% public land, it still might be like, man, some of this stuff is hard to get to. And so you want to take a look and make sure you have huntable land. And the second thing I always look for is terrain. Does the unit have the kind of terrain I want to hunt for that, you know, species? for antelope, obviously more sage flats and, and train like that for elk. We typically like to archery hunt black timber. You know, we've talked about doing like a desert or an open land elk hunt, but that just doesn't really fit our style. We want to call bulls in and the black timber. And so you just want to make sure you look at the train look how steep it is. Like, especially for elk and mule deer hunting, you know, is it, are you in the shape it requires to be to hunt that unit? You know, some units, there's units in there that I don't want to hunt because they're too steep. Probably not as big of an issue for antelope, but just check the terrain. Make sure it's something that you're happy with. And then personally, I like to look at success rates and trophy quality. Now, obviously, a a high success rate is great. That means a lot of people are finding success. and, And I like to think that I work as hard as anyone else on average, Um, I'm not by far, you know, the best hunter in the world, but I do work pretty hard at it. So I'm hoping that if there's a high, you know, success rate in a unit, there's a pretty good chance we'll find some success on our trip too. Trophy quality. Obviously everyone likes to chase big animals. And so I'm no different. I like to know that there's a chance of a big animal, but it doesn't really dissuade me if there's not, you know, 80 inch antelope in a unit. You know, I just want to look at nice bucks. I want to have fun, the success rate, the herd population. I want to check those things quick and make sure where we're going is going to be a fun hunt because at the end of the day, that's what everyone wants, an enjoyable experience. And so that's what all of this research and planning is hopefully getting you to the point where you're going to have a unit in your pocket that's going to lead to a fun time. So... That's how I go through picking a unit. Now, once I've picked a unit, I'll switch over to maps, and that's when I really start diving into some of the terrain, the public land access. Is this a unit I'm going to want to hunt? What are the roads looking like? You want to make sure you know what that is, especially if you're looking for like a backcountry you know, backpacking hunt. You want to make sure your unit isn't littered with roads because it's going to be hard to get away from a road if there's only you know one or two miles in between oil roads. If you're looking for a day hunt, you're probably not wanting to go to huge wilderness areas where you can barely scratch the surface of the hunt. So you want to know, you want to have an idea of what kind of hunt you, you're, you're looking for. Now, depending on the unit you go to, you might end up pivoting. You know, last year in Colorado, we're typically day hunters for elk, which means we'll set up a base camp and then we'll hunt every day out of the base camp and come back to base camp. But talk to uh, Stephen uh, past podcast guest, he said you guys are probably going to want to backpack in a little bit and spike camp and so knowing that was the unit we went to we we tweaked our plan a little bit and we didn't end up spiking out um in that unit and so it's not the end of the world but like if you're dead set on one or the other just know what kind of unit you're going to so so you can plan accordingly and have that style hunt you know it's going to be really frustrating to try backpack hunting a unit that's littered with oil roads because you're going to keep running into roads and that's you know the opposite of what you want. So keep that in mind. And then just know that not every tag is the right tag. There's some tags out there that are easy to draw and they're generally easy to draw for a reason. So it might not be the best experience. But if you're just looking for an opportunity to get out and chase animals, that could be a perfect fit for you. If you're looking for uh, you know, a, a trophy hunt, you're looking for a lot of quality animals to glass and look at and chase. Sometimes those easy to draw tags aren't going to necessarily get you what you're hoping for. So, just be aware just because a tag is available doesn't necessarily mean it's a great tag. So, now you know what species you're going after, you know what weapon you're going to use, you have an idea of what state you're going after and you pretty sure you know what unit you're going to apply for. What's next? Well, I always like to check the draw odds because when you're filtering, you're looking at statistics of a unit. And there is some draw odds in there, but the best source of draw odds is in the draw odds tool. I like to open that up and I like to look back at the draw odds over the past few years because that gives me an idea of how fast point creep is moving. So what does that mean? Well, it might say that you know last year this unit was a hundred percent chance with four points. But once you got to the five-point bracket, it dropped down to maybe 10, 15%, which means that point creep is very close to making the four-point level not a guarantee anymore for a certain state. And so you just want to be aware of that because where this leads to is if you don't have a lot of points built in across the west in a specific state species, you know, whatever it is, you might not have a great option. And we face that many times in our elk group we have to rotate states and we you know we don't have enough points to draw our favorite state of wyoming for elk hunting sometimes sometimes we're not sure if we're going to draw montana and so last year we went to colorado but you know it, it eventually it happens to everyone where you're like man i don't I don't feel great about any of these options and that's where you might want to throw in multiple apps to help the odds of drawing a tag at the end of the year the goal is to have a tag in your pocket when the fall comes around so you can be out in the west Having a blast, and so if you're if you're in that position where you're like, man, I'm looking at everything, I'm looking at how many points I have, I'm looking at the options, I don't feel great about anything, you can either do multiple apps, try to increase your chances of drawing something, or you can switch to over the counter, um, but the over the counter options are are starting to dwindle. I mean, they really are. There's some over the counter elk in Colorado. You know, you can get essentially over-the-counter tags in Idaho, typically, if you apply, you know, you do the lottery, the call-in thing that we described earlier, but that happens in December. Lots of over-the-counter opportunity in Alaska, but the logistics of getting to Alaska are a little tricky, and then some other states have, you know, miscellaneous first-come, first-served tag options for, like, deer and stuff, but, you know, there isn't a ton of over-the-counter opportunity out there, so... You definitely want to think through all of this and know what your plan is going into the application season because it's gonna kick off fast. Wyoming non-resident is gonna be here in two weeks. And after that, it's like bang, 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 bang. They're gonna come after one after the other for the next, you know, twelve weeks. And if you don't have a plan, there's a good chance you're gonna come you're gonna to get to June. And you're like, I don't know what the plan is for this fall. And no one wants to be in that position. So the key here is just have a plan. Do some research. It does not take long. Spend a couple hours. Get your buddies on the phone. Call them over for, to the house. Have a pizza, and 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 figure out what you guys want to do and make the plan so you're ready and prepared and set reminders for the applications. So every state that you want to apply in and every state that you want to build points in, make sure you have a reminder, a calendar item, something to let you know that you're not going to forget to apply for the tag or the point because once you miss it unfortunately your options get really bad at that point so set the reminders have a plan and hopefully with a little bit of luck you're going to draw the tags you want and you're going to be out west this fall hunting so that's it for today it's 2024 research season has officially begun and I hope every single one of you get a tag this year thanks for listening folks